Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode 141. From the center of Missouri, USA, I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and tell-it-like-it-is co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do, and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on dog breeds and behaviors. Our topics for this week are Variations in Dog Breeds Behaviors Breed Behavior as a Criterion for Selecting a Pet Over several decades, I've owned many dogs. As a child, I had Cocker Spaniels and a German Shepherd dog. While I was in college, I had a pug. After I became a veterinarian, I had several miniature pinchers, a rat terrier, and a toy fox terrier. Later in my career, I've had three Australian cattle dogs. All the dogs are purebreds except maybe not the rat terrier or the toy fox terrier since they were shelter rescue dogs with unknown origins. In all cases, the dogs lived where I lived in apartments and houses. And they knew my attitude, emotions, and every move, and I knew theirs. Each dog had its own individual personality, but their behaviors fell within ranges typical of their breed and not that of other breeds. The Cocker Spaniels were not as protective of perceived territory as a German Shepherd. The Pug was not nearly as responsive to verbal or visual cues as the Rat Terrier, and none of them except the Australian cattle dogs had to be trained not to herd humans by nipping their heels. They're not referred to as healers for nothing. The lessons I learned from dogs in my life were reinforced by the thousands of purebred and mixed-breed dogs I've handled in my professional life. In fact, I'm certain I could describe behaviors of common breeds of dogs to nearly any practicing veterinarian, and they could correctly identify the breed being described. Well, you may be saying to yourself, I know that. I've had many dogs in my life, and I've observed the same. I could identify breeds by descriptions of their behavior. If you've said any of these to yourself, wait. In the April issue of the journal Science, an article was published called Ancestry Inclusive Dog Genomics Challenges Popular Breed Stereotypes. And this paper concluded that all dogs are essentially the same and breed behaviors are not meaningfully different. How could a scientific article conclude something so far from knowledge gained by personal experience? Well, the authors inferred this in many roundabout ways. The title is evidence of that, 
Genomics Challenges Popular Breed Stereotypes. A much stronger statement was made as an introduction to the article by an editor where he or she said, Thus, dog breed is a generally poor predictor of individual behavior and should not be used to inform decisions relating to selection of a pet dog. I believe that that's blatantly wrong and dangerous. Reporters in the national press were influenced by the introduction to the journal article and spread the misinformation across the United States. The study was based on data from a canine genetics laboratory, which performs DNA analysis on dogs for free, but without a guarantee of reported results for up to years later. However, owner surveys are mandatory for a free DNA analysis. To be assured of receiving a dog's DNA analysis, participants are charged up to $1,499. There are 21 authors, not an unusually high number of people to be involved in a study, but a high number to be involved at the author level. And yet, none were veterinarians. The owners of 2,155 dogs filled out questionnaires that were used in the study. Studies with large numbers of data can increase statistical power. However, if the selection of what is to be included as data is subjective, as in owner questionnaires, the meaning beyond the expression of owner perceptions is poor to none with or without statistical analysis. The main finding of the study was said to refute the idea that some breeds, particularly pit bulls, are more aggressive than other breeds. To be clear, the data came from owners of dogs with a desire to know more about their dog's genetics, and owners who picked the breed that they own based on an attraction for that breed. In my opinion, this is biased data. I've been on municipal dangerous dog committees, and owners of dangerous dogs almost never perceive their dog as dangerous because it's not dangerous to them or to their immediate family. The story is different when the dog confronts a neighbor or a stranger. In this study, we were given the unchallenged opinion of owners without neighbors' or strangers' opinions being known. No consideration was given to the physical ability of a dog to cause serious injury to humans. In other words, even if 2% of all breeds have the same tendency to be aggressive, wouldn't that still make pit bulls and rottweilers more dangerous than a Pomeranian? If raw data is corrupted by input bias and unmeasurable information such as owner questionnaires, the conclusions are going to be weak at best. The reporting of breeds involved in serious attacks on humans is far more informative of a breed's aggressive behavior. Now there are good pit bulls, German shepherds, Rottweilers, and other dogs that are on the list of serious dog attack breeds, but that does not eliminate the fact that if you have 100 pit bulls, 
than 100 Labradors, all raised by the same people in the same environment. You'll have more pit bulls that are dangerous to strangers than are Labradors. This fact was lost in the science article on genomics and breed behavior. Dr. Jerry Klein, the American Kennel Club's chief veterinarian, disagreed with the study's conclusions, saying, I think that most dogs conform to the personality standard of their breed. Older breeds, such as Tibetan Mastiffs and Basinjis, which were few in the study, may have more hardwired personalities because they've been around longer. Also, if the classes of dogs, such as working, toy, and herding, etc., have been compared rather than the breeds, they would have found behaviors more similar to each other than to other classes. Dr. Klein went on to say, It's the American Kennel Club's position that breed does inform you about general and instinctive behavior. And it's the reason owners should consider behavioral tendencies before selecting a breed in order to make a more educated and informed decision that will lead to a happy, lifelong commitment to your dog. Therefore, if you wish to bring a purebred dog into your family, you should learn the typical breed behaviors and find a trustworthy hobby breeder. They can also help you determine whether the breed might fit into your life. Your veterinarian can also assist you. Make sure that the dog is evaluated for inheritable diseases and that the owner will begin its socialization before you take ownership. Selecting a dog based only on its appearance and an assumption that all dogs have the same behavior is a recipe for disaster for you, your dog, or both. If you have comments or are interested in particular subjects, contact us at cbc at betteranimalhandling.com. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Breed behavior should be a major consideration when considering acquiring a purebred dog. No dog breed is vicious, but some breeds have a greater propensity for aggression than others, and some of these have the physical capability to be dangerous. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press, and available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about foot attire for horseback riding. Hey Abby, since the article in Science says that you have the same behavior as other dogs, I'm sure you'll be glad to hear that I've made afternoon plans for you to pull a sled with a Malamute, run a race against greyhounds, and hunt lions with a Rhodesian Ridgeback.
Oops, she fainted. <laughs>